And welcome back to another episode of the Football Fiends. Uh, we're starting a new, I wouldn't call it a series. I don't know what to call it because everything we've done so far has either been a fantasy football survivor podcast or a quarterback rankings podcast. So this is just the other category or the general category, I guess. It's like a TV movie. Yeah, close enough. Um, we're just going to be previewing the NFL playoffs for you guys. Uh, we kind of wanted to talk about just the playoff bracket and make some predictions and get into probably the craziest uh, football playoff, I think, in the recent memory. I think anybody has a chance to win besides the Steelers. I think anybody, you can make a case that can make a run to the Super Bowl. Even the Eagles, man, I know you don't like them, but like if Jalen Hurts can figure out how to throw a ball, they can run the ball better than everybody else. So even they have a case. So we'll get into all the games. That'll be a lot of fun. And we'll even get into some award predictions. We'll make our award predictions for the year to kind of recap the season. Um, we recapped the whole uh, week 18 slate on the quarterback rankings that came out yesterday. So make sure to check that out. And we will recap the entire season eventually on a later podcast. Uh, but this is more just looking ahead to the playoffs and getting excited about these games coming up this weekend. And our favorite time of the year is the football playoffs. Are you right? Isn't that right, JP? Oh, the best time of the year. <laughs> and there's nothing better than Super Wildcard Weekend. That after that was invented, I mean, it's literally one of like a holiday. We're getting a Nickelodeon game. I love it. I'm going to watch every second of it. I hope we have Nickelodeon on Comcast because we've got to watch that channel. Big problem if we don't. Yeah, we'll figure it. We'll figure out a stream if not. But uh, just very excited to talk about it. Very excited to look to the future. And interesting for me is first time my team hasn't been in the playoffs for a while. So not very uh, excited about that, but we'll be a little more relaxed at least. The Ravens have stressed me out for the past like eight weeks. So that's the only good thing about your team not making the playoffs is that you're not yeah. stressed. Yeah, I don't have to like just be depressed for like four days after I lose now. I already got over that. So um, I've been stressed in the playoffs every year though, just because of how much I want Tom Brady to lose. Yeah, I agree. And I feel that way about the Steelers uh, to an extent, but it's also like laughable at how little chance they have. Um, oh, and then like, toast. and then to, like you said, the Tom Brady points, like, I'm just so used to like rooting against him that it'll always be a part of me. I like having someone to root against in the postseason at least. So that'd be fun. But once he gets towards the Super Bowl, I'm like, okay, I'm enough of this. He can't win again. We can't have this. It's Rogers this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's kind of get right into our agenda. So we're going to start by just going through all of this weekend's games giving some takes, what we expect, uh, eventually pick a winner. And then from there, we're going to go through the bracket and just kind of end up with our Super Bowl pick in the end of it all. So uh, without further ado, I'll start it off uh, with our first game, uh, Cincinnati at Las Vegas. It's going to be on Saturday at 4.30. Probably one of the more interesting games of this league, I'd say. Um, Two quarterbacks who have yet to play in an NFL playoff game. Uh, two teams, I mean, one team in the Bengals that's notorious for choking, but also a fan favorite. Everyone's loving riding them into the postseason. I think they have huge upside. Uh, it could be really interesting. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this game, Peach? Uh, I think it'll be good. Um, I'm very excited for it. It's probably one of my favorite games of the weekend. Probably my second or third. Um, very curious to see how like a young team like the Bengals are going to do in the playoffs because like the playoffs is just like such a different beast right and like you know their best receiver is a rookie like Burrow's just in his second season like they're 
Mixon is like has been been what five years. Like I don't know. Like the whole team is young. I want to see like how they handle the nerves of just postseason football. Yeah, I think what's going to be interesting is like yeah, this Bengals curse is a thing, but like, are any of these players even like relatively from that like span of time period, or do any of them even care that that's like a stigma? I don't think Joe Burrow has a care in the world. Like he is so relaxed, carefree. Like he doesn't care about a Bengals like curse in the postseason. Like he's just there to kill it and have fun. And he's been he's played in some of the biggest games. Uh, that he could have so far in his life. So he's definitely prepared for it. We know we can succeed in that type of environment. Um, and then on the other side, uh, I've said it on the quarterback rankings. I've said it again. I just, for some reason, have this weird feeling Derek Carr can be like a Joe Flacco-esque postseason domination quarterback. And I don't know if it's because he's also really good at drawing pass interference penalties because he led the league in them this year. And that's something Flacco always used to be good at. But is that like a QB stat? Well, it's not like a stat, but it's just like most pass interferences. Like as a quarter, like as a team, the Raiders lead the league in it. And when it's hard to get yards, everyone's locking down in postseason. If you're there's like an art to it. You can't say there's not. There is an art to drawing a pass interference call. And it's maybe slightly underthrowing a ball or maybe even overthrowing a ball sometimes. It's like throwing a bad ball. Yeah, but then the defender is caught off guard because it's such a bad ball and then it accidentally runs in the receiver yeah um and i really wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing um but i think in the end i i find it hard picking against the talent and just ability and young leadership of the Bengals. yeah i uh i'm looking at the box score right now because these teams did play each other week 11 and cincinnati just crushed vegas 32 13 but this might have been around the time. I think that's like right around the time some, when some either rugs or Gruden. There was definitely a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I mean, the Raiders all over the football team's uh, universe, we talk about how much we love Derek Carr and how much we love the Vegas Raiders and just everything they've been over to come, been able to overcome and accomplish this season. Uh, in, in the face of so much adversity, it's like, is this just another step on that? Like, do they keep it going? It's like, it's insane to me to think and doubt them out when they just beat the Chargers in a miraculous game on Sunday. It's like they always find a way as an underdog, too. Like, no one believes in them. They got that going for them. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you kind of want to touch on on this game? Uh, not really. I don't even know who like, I'm even rooting for. I think that's what's interesting, too, is, like, for me, uh, the Ravens, obviously, being in the division of the Bengals, it's like I don't want an, an AFC rival, AFC North rival to keep winning. But I say it all the time. It's I don't – I like the Bengals. I think they're so much fun. I admire Joe Burrow, and I think it'd be cool if they won. But in my heart, deep down, I want that Bengals purse to be a thing. Like, I want like, – oh, you still can't win a damn playoff game. You guys – you guys lost to Derek Carr. You lost to the Raiders. They don't have a coach. They don't have this. I think that's my true heart's desire. But then I'll be proud. I'll be, like, happy if Burrow is able to pull it out. Um, I think the key to the game, if I had to say, is going to be Bur- uh, Burrow and Chase, obviously, but Chase specifically uh, on the Bengals' side. If he's able to get loose like he was able to do against the Chiefs and anywhere near replicate that type of performance – they're not going to be able to stop them. Like no Raiders quarterback is going to be able to cover him. Um, and 
if they are able to slow him down, I think it's just like, well, then T Higgins and all this and that. But if Joe Burrow is unleashed, I mean, uh, if they keep saying Joe Burrow, if Jamar Chase is unleashed, I think there's no chance for the Raiders. And then on the other side, I think Darren Waller is key. I mean, Hunter Renfro is going to be doing Hunter Renfro things. I think he's going to be awesome in the postseason. He'll be like a great third yeah. down receiver. You're right. Like he did it. He's also done it in the biggest games for Clemson. So he knows what it takes and has I, what it I takes. I forgot that he was on those postseason. Yeah, with Watson and all that and those national didn't championships. Didn't he score like a game winning touchdown? I think he did or? score the game winning touchdown, if I remember right. Um, that guy's a killer. He's very good. Um, and I know he's going to do good, but that's not going to be enough. And if Darren Waller can come back to anywhere near Darren Waller form, they're going to need him to maybe have like a breakout game in order to have any chance in this game. Um, so that's kind of, I think, the real uh, storyline to me is those two offensive weapons and can they carry their team to an offensive domination performance? Because I don't think either defense is anything special. So I guess that is uh, key to me and how I'm going to make my decision for this game. So, JP, who do you have winning this football game? I have to say I have the Bengals by, like, three. So I had thought the Bengals were going to win maybe the past, like, six, seven days. Started thinking about it, and I was just like, man, I was so anti-Bengals until the Chiefs game. Like, I was like, the, their performance against the Ravens was fraudulent. They played our janitors. Like, I really, really don't think that they're anything special. And then, obviously, the Chiefs game happened, and it's like, oh, shoot, maybe they are good. But there's still the part of me. I just, I don't, I want to pick against them. I think there's a fraudulent letdown performance in there. And it's not because of Burrow. It's not because of the offense. Just, I don't think the whole team is talented enough. Uh, so I... I'm going to have the first upset pick. I am going to pick the feisty and never giving up Vegas Raiders to win this football game. Surprised. By how much do you think? Uh, I think, it's, game I think the... they win by like one or one or two, like less oh, than like a field like goal. Very close I'm saying less than a field goal. They, they sneak it out. Dan Carlson, man, X factor. He's the best <laughs> kicker in the postseason. Nick Folk, I don't want any part of Nick Folk. I know he had a good regular season, but – Nick Folk kicking a big field goal. That guy stunk on the Jets. I Nick Folk is on the Patriots. That's he stunk on the Jets though. And I don't think he had like he like I said had a good year. I'm not dying on that. I am dying on the leg of Dan Carlson. I don't. Dude, Nick Folk is not on the Bengals. I'm saying he's the best kicker in the. Oh, oh, you're just saying. I was saying Dan Carlson's the best kicker in the playoffs. And oh, the only other option. I got, I got would, you, I got sorry, you. yeah. The only other option would be Folk. Um, but even then, I'm taking Carlson. And Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker, fine, whatever. But yeah, I I would literally trust anyone in the NFL besides Justin Tucker less than I would Daniel Carlson because I think he'll win the football game for him. So upset of the, upset of the uh, week for me. I think that's probably going to be the biggest upset I pick. So going Vegas. I would definitely not be mad at that outcome. I yeah, I just think – I was trying to think – uh, of the upsets I want to pick. It's like, I know some teams are going to upset someone. And it's like, this one to me was the one that felt like it, uh, it felt like it, was, it vied with my like thought process throughout the whole year. It's like, I thought the Bengals were kind of fraudulent. It's like, if I want to live on that hill, like I'm going to die on that hill. So Vegas it is. I think the Bengals future is bright and terrifying, but for now, 
I'm going Vegas. Versace, Derek Carr, the Joe Flacco narrative. There's gonna be a big pass interference call. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna all be pissed. It's gonna be such a bad throw from Derek Carr. I like how you said the Joe Flacco narrative. Like it's like a a well-known comparison. <laughs> it's gonna be after this postseason run. I'm telling you. But uh, this pod's about to go viral. Yeah. Put it, put it. You heard it here first. He's about to toss like 13 it's, touchdowns. This, all right, here it is. I'm gonna just predict the end of the game. They're down two. There's 28 seconds left on the clock. They're on their own 33. Derek Carr's march, trying to march, can't do it. Chucks up a bad ball, 15 seconds left. Iffy pass interference call. You're like, what? I don't know if it was. It was just such a bad throw, but it's the receiver came back for it, and the defender couldn't do it. And it's, it's going to be one of those where, like, the refs, like, all beat up. Like, do you think he was passing Yeah, and then it's and like, then, no. And then, but then, then they, they call confirm it. the flag. Yeah, and then it's like, oh. And then Daniel Carlson kicks a 56-yarder to win the game by one. <laughs> if I somehow nail all of that, I deserve to be famous. If you somehow nail all that, I'm going to need you to go buy me a lottery ticket. <laughs> and then that'll lose because <laughs> – I don't, I'm not that lucky. You already used your luck. Yeah. Um, all right. So that wraps that up. Uh, we'll move on to the next game, uh, which is – what is the next game? Uh, New England-Buffalo. New England-Buffalo uh, is the next game. That's right. Um, so the Pats are going back to the worst city in the world, Buffalo. And we'll be. Do, do you say that based off of personal experience? That's personal preference. I hated it there, and we'll never go back. So, Why? Uh, we don't need to tell the story <laughs> on the podcast. I do not like the city of Buffalo, <laughs> and they need to figure out how to stop the snow up there because there's too much of it, and their valet drivers suck. They crashed my rental car, and I just I, I don't even want to talk about the other things that went wrong. Um, that being said, <laughs> the Pats and Bills they each won a game against each other this year. Uh, the Pats obviously won the snow game in Buffalo, the winter cold game, the wind game, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Mac Jones threw two passes, whatever, whatever those stats actually were. Damian Harrison, uh, the other guy, Stevenson, ran all over the Bills. The Bills couldn't run the ball against the Pats, and the Pats were able to win a game that I think Bill wanted to win without throwing a pass, and he almost did. Um, but and then the Bills had their revenge a couple of weeks ago. They returned the favor. In Foxborough, they kind of beat the shit out of them. And the Pats are kind of ice cold heading into the postseason. Uh, so it's kind of like a narrative switch. I feel like um, going into the second Pats-Bills game this year, uh, everyone was super high on the Pats, and it was like the era of the Pats. But since that game, the Pats haven't been good. Mac hasn't been good. And they're, like I said, heading into the postseason cold, while the Bills are kind of heading into the postseason red hot. I mean, they've been winning – all their games lately, they struggled a little bit against the Jets early on, but found a way to win and ended up taking the division back, which was rightfully theirs, and now are hosting a playoff game and against our tribal. So uh, it'll be interesting to play out. I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on the game, Peach. I think it's going to be a lot like low scoring than people might expect it to be. Like, I don't know. I feel like Belichick's just going to do his thing where he, he schemes up something great. But I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to do much on the offensive side of the ball to make it like a blowout. So the game's going to be close the whole time. I think it's going to be like a coaching battle rather than a shootout. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the weather's obviously supposed to be ice cold again. Uh, I don't think the wind is supposed to be nearly as bad as it was uh, in the whatever game you want to call it. I still have a name for it. The wind in the weather game in Buffalo. 
but I think it's supposed to be like negative degrees and like it's still not easy to throw a football in negative so, degree weather. So it's going to be bright. Yeah, and I, I I read something or I listened to a podcast or whatever I heard it, and uh, I was oh it's because I'm a Stefan Diggs fan. That's how I found out. And Stefan Diggs was like talking about it's like yeah like it's freezing cold and Josh throws the ball so damn hard it hurts to catch and like it sounds like a little thing but I mean it is true like if it, your hands are freezing cold and Josh is like zinging fastballs in like it's hard to catch it. The, the ball feels like a rock yeah in that case. and I don't know if he's gonna be able to tone it down but we'll see that should be that's like a low-key interesting storyline to me though to see like if Josh is like able to not throw it hard because if he does he's gonna break his receiver's hands I was reading something interesting the other day it was one thing that teams could do to improve like their team like tenfold and a lot of these were just like you know like giants get a good qb like well like just basic things <laughs> and the bills was build a dome for josh allen yeah, seriously and if they didn't have to deal with these weather games and could just turn him loose all the time i think he'd be really really scary oh yeah for sure <laughs> um that being said, I think uh, the two keys to this game, I think on the Pat side, it is Mac Jones. I think for me, we haven't really seen Mac Jones um, like lead a comeback drive or like a close game in the fourth quarter, lead his team from behind and take a win. The he's, only he's game, been close. He's been close. Like, like the, the Tampa Bay game. So that's what I was going to say. The only real semblance of life I've seen from Mac Jones was the Buccaneers game where he was extremely impressive and obviously was trying to shell out in front of Tom Brady. But other than that game, there's just no eye-opening moments from him. Nothing that proves to me he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, I think this game specifically will be interesting, but I think he's truly the key because if he can't play, then they just you're not going to win playoff games against a great Buffalo defense in Buffalo if you're just running the ball. Like, yeah, it worked once on a random regular season game. That's not happening. And that's because they couldn't throw the ball because of the win. Yeah, Mac Jones needs to step up and just – I mean, there there is a storyline or a universe or a parallel universe or whatever you want to say where Bill Belichick was just doing this for fun. He's like, all right, guys, we're just going to hold Mac back and then unleash him in the playoffs. Like, there is a version of the world where that happens. I don't think this is that world, though. My, my friend Joe, whenever we – he was on my flag football team back when we were like in high school. Whenever we were warming up, he would always like drop the ball <laughs> and like, you know, just like look pretty shitty. And I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? Like, you know, get your head together. Like when the game's <laughs> about to start. He's like, no, it's like, you see it. The whole point is you never show your true potential before the game because they're going to take me lightly when we hit the field. And I shit you not, it happened every time. Like, <laughs> like they'd put like some scrub on him and then he would just torture. <laughs> and like, I... I kind of like that. I like that thinking, and I don't. I think it could work. I just don't think an NFL franchise is actually doing that. But if, if anyone was trying it for fun, it'd be Bill. So you know, oh, yeah. Bill, Bill's low key a troll. No, yeah, I mean he is, and it would be funny if Mac Jones just comes out and throws for three hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns, and we're like, what the hell? Where was this all year? Um, I mean, it was. It's almost like comical how like contained they had it. And I thought that Bills game was, like, almost too much. Like, he was doing it on purpose, like, obviously. But maybe there was a bigger goal. Maybe there was more uh, that he was trying to do and just, like, have people sleep on Mac. So, I don't know. I don't think it's true, but there's that storyline in the back of my head when thinking about this game. Uh, 
And then on the Bills side, I think uh, I think the key to the Bills, uh, I would say Josh Allen, but like that's obvious and like obviously he's the key. I think the key to the Bills is just one of their running backs just helping. Yeah. Whether it's Singletary, Moss, Brita, just someone being able to competently run the football and just so the opposing defenses don't play the pass every time. I was going to say the same exact thing. Like they just need to establish a run right. game to so they're not one dimensional. And you know what? Maybe they do do that with Josh Allen. Maybe they literally do like a Lamar type playbook where there's design quarterback runs, there's read options, there's RPOs, there's all this that's weighing on the pass. Uh, and you're thinking about Josh Allen running all the time. That's possible uh, if they want to go that route. But they just, like you said, more so than the running backs, they need to establish the run game. I think that's the key for them. Yeah. And if they're able to do that, I think they win easily because their pass game is absurd. Yeah, Allen could definitely do it himself too. Like he, he's a good runner. Like his rookie season, he had like 600 yards in like yeah. like 10 games. I mean, if Singletary or Moss or Brita are able to chip in, that's a bonus. That's even better. But like oh, they yeah. just keep running the ball, and then even more so, they really need to just find a way to stop Mac. Please don't let McDaniel's do his thing against you, and don't let Bill shit you down. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Don't like, let anybody get in your head. Just let it be a normal game. Don't, yeah, don't get in your own head. That's perfect. Don't try and out Patriot the Patriots. Uh, it never worked. Yeah, uh, I am going Bills in this game. Uh, I just I can't pick Mac Jones until if I if it's that narrative that they're holding him back. I'm happy to be wrong, but I for now cannot pick Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I'm also going to take the Bills. I think uh, Josh Allen, I think he's going to be angry after losing the AFC Championship last year. I think he's going to be hungry this year. So I take them. Yeah, I'm going to say by 13 for me. I think it's two scores. I don't think it's close. I'm, I'm going to say six. You think it's close? You think? I, I think Bill's going to keep it close. You think, so that's uh, just because the greatness. So do you Bill think Belichick. like Mac has the ball in his hands with a chance to tie and just fucks up? Or do you think Bill's coming behind? How do you think it happens? If it's close. Uh, I think the Bills have the lead. And, yeah, I think Mac doesn't capitalize that towards the yeah, end. Yeah, he has, he has it and has a chance to win it, but doesn't even come close. It's, it's going to be like one of those moments where Mac's going to look back at it and say, like, all right, like, you know, I was a rookie. You know, what happened happened. It's going to be like a learning experience. Right. Like He's going to look back at it later in his career and not let the same thing happen and probably do well. Right. I, I, I see I see that. Um, I pro- that. I'd probably enjoy that more. So I'm kind of rooting for your uh, interpretation more than my just random <laughs> blowout. But we'll see. Uh, our next game uh, is the first game on Sunday, the 1 o'clock game. Uh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Tom Brady and all his hurt receivers are um, – are hosting the Eagles, right? Yeah, because the Eagles did not win their division. That's correct. Uh, they'll be hosting the Eagles down in Tampa. Uh, and Gronk and Mike Evans will be Tom's sole targets. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of goes on throughout the postseason. Well, don't forget also last year's playoff receiver that kind of went off for them, Scotty Miller. Um, no. Well, he didn't go off for them, but he – <laughs> he 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 was I mean, a, he was a good target before they uh they had a B. I mean, are we are you calling it now? Is it going to be a Scotty Miller postseason? Is no, that one? No, no. I'm just oh, saying, okay. like it's he'll get some targets. 
Yeah, he will, and I'm probably not catch a lot of them. Oh, he's not terrible. I mean, he's not good, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. He'll get. He'll get like. I'm gonna predict like five catches, four catches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Scotty Miller, can we make a bet on that? Yeah. T- Ten bucks. Just yeah. Scotty Miller. I think he has four or less catches. Yeah. Okay. That's for fun on the pod, live right here. Stamp it. Uh, you can put that in the bet book later. Um, but other than that, other than the Scotty Miller now intriguing storyline going on in this football game, um, we will have uh, the return of playoff Lenny, who I think is my Buccaneers. Oh, I forgot about yeah, playoff Lenny. I think my Buccaneers X Factor. I think they're going to need to rely on playoff Lenny and a lot in the pass game too which I think Tom likes to use, obviously, because he loves checking down to his running back. Uh, they're just usually white, uh, but this time they're <laughs> not. But um, I think he, if he comes back, returns to playoff Lenny form, I think they could ride him through this game and then maybe make a postseason run. Uh, but if not, if the run game isn't really in play and they're only able to pass to Gronk and uh, Mike Evans and then maybe Scotty Miller, I think the Eagles, maybe there's an avenue that they could win this football game. Um, on the Eagles side, I mean, they have been able to run the ball relentlessly the past like five or six weeks. They finally, about the mid uh, midpoint of the season, started focusing on running the ball, and that's when they turned the season around, made a push for the NFC East, and eventually made the playoffs. Jalen Hurts, up and down all year. Nothing that I really love about him, nothing that I really hate about him. I don't think he's very good at throwing the ball, but I think it gets made up for with his ability to run the ball. Uh, and then obviously the RPOs, read options, all the uh, misdirection and everything going on in their plays. It's really hard to stop. If Miles Sanders plays for them, I think that's a big boost. I don't know if they want to be relying on giant killer Boston Scott in the playoffs necessarily. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but uh, I mean, their receivers, Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager and all these guys are not that good. So Devontae Smith. Rager stinks. Yeah, Devontae Smith has shown signs of being really good, but the rest of them really aren't good. Goddard at tight end is a force. He could be a game wrecker. Um, but I think my key just for the Eagles is just Jalen Hurts. If he cannot do anything stupid, stay in control. I mean, Tyler Heineke almost beat these guys last year. Like, Jalen Hurts could do it. It's just going to be control, not doing anything dumb, hand the ball off, dominate the run game, and just contain on defense. You, you got two, two weapons. You can slow those weapons down. You might be able to win. And then that's where Lenny comes in. If Lenny dominates, the Bucks will win. Uh, I think it's a big run game. I think this is an under. I don't think there's a ton of passing going on. Even though Tom wants to obviously pass, I think he's going to know the best he, thing to do is He feed. broke a record for completions. Yeah, I think he's going to be smart enough to realize the best thing to do is use Lenny in this game. Uh, but, I mean, I can't not pick Tampa. I just – there. like I said, I think there's an avenue. I think it's possible that the Eagles can win, but – in my head, it's just – it's Tampa. Oh, it's for sure Tampa. The Eagles, they're, they're ride or die on, you know, Hurts on if, how he performs. If he plays like shit, one of the games I'll, I'll, I'll uh, make a reference to is they played the Giants, and he looked terrible. He threw, like, two or three interceptions, and they – I'm pretty sure they got, like – I don't know if they got crushed, but they lost to the Giants of all teams. And then there's games where Hertz will come out and like they'll they'll run the ball off and he'll throw like a couple touchdowns on you and like you never expect it to happen. 
because they're such a big run team. Like, but he can still sling the ball if he's feeling it. Yeah. But I think the Bucks actually they have the top three run defense. I, I I looked it up before. They're third in yards allowed rushing. And since that's such a big part of Tampa's defense, I think that Philly might try to game plan around it. But at the same time, that's where you know that's hurt. what they want that, them to do. Yeah, that's where it, that's where it comes down to hurts. Like, yeah, if they do try to game plan around it, and like you know the run hurts just sucks. It's yeah, like, then um, then they have zero chance to win this game. I I think this game is going to be a blowout. I don't think the Eagles have what it takes to beat a team like the Bucks or even like make it kind of close. I think it's going to be like bad. Yes, yeah, so I'm actually the reverse of you from uh, the last game we just talked about. I think the Eagles could keep are going to keep this one close. I'm going to say they lose by. Eight. One score. I think they lose by 16, at least. Yeah, I I think, like you said, I just, if I'm the Eagles, I I see that third run defense, whatever. I say, we're good at running the ball. Let's see if we can beat their run defense. They might have a good run defense, but can they stop our quarterback running? Like, I don't know what the stats on that are. You know, it's, right. I try and die on that hill, maybe take a 7 nothing lead, and then just run, run, run the ball, run, run, run the ball. And yeah. Tom's just running, catching up from behind. He can't feed Lenny like he wants to, um, but still wins because he's Tom. Yeah, the, the Eagles definitely shouldn't abandon their identity. Yeah. To just try to win this game, they should, you know, stick by what they're good at. And if it doesn't work, then you know you right. adjust. If you're down fourteen, then like okay, you have to pass. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. I'm hoping if they stick to that run plan, they can keep it close. That's kind of the way I'm thinking. Uh, but otherwise, probably not going to be the most interesting game of the weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe one of the more interesting games of the weekend will be the next one, uh, Dallas San Francisco. I am for one very excited for this. Uh, we have Jimmy G and the Niners, who have made a Super Bowl with this current regime. Very recently, only very recently, ago. yeah, and they have that experience. They've been able to do it before, and they're arguably more talented than some. I don't think their defense is as good as it was in 2019, but their offense is probably better with Debo clicking as he is. Eli Mitchell, I mean, he is one of the best running. Like he's better than I'm a big Mostert guy. He's definitely better than Mostert in terms of talent. Um, if Mostert could have big breakout playoff games, I'm sure Eli could too, and. Uh, it, to me, it comes down to can Jimmy G not fuck up? Like, can he not make boneheaded mistakes? Can he just game manage, throw to IU, throw to Debo, run to Debo, run to Eli, throw to Kittle? He has weapons, and he just needs to not be stupid. And Dallas's D is good, uh, but they're also not great against the run, and that's the strength of the Niners. And if they can run the ball against them, not throw it to Michael Parsons, not throw it to uh, Trayvon Diggs and make stupid plays, then that's going to be their key to winning. Uh, and on the other side, Dallas, I mean, Dallas is weird in the sense that I just, I feel like they haven't been in a ton of close games this year. And when they have, they haven't really won. They lost to the Bucks on opening week. They lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. And I can't really think of another close game off the top of my head. I don't know if you can think of any that I'm forgetting. Uh, yeah, not off the top of my head. So, I mean, I'm sure there was one or two where they were fighting and clawing and came out a win. But, I mean, I just – that's what's sketching me out a little bit is just like, is this group of players going to just run out? Like, is CeeDee Lamb clutch? Like, is Amari Cooper clutch? Are we going to see these guys make a 
huge impact on a postseason game. Dak, I think Dak has what it takes to make a postseason Super Bowl run, but is Zeke going to stay healthy? I, honestly, it might be better if he's not because I think Pollard's better. Yeah. So that'll be interesting without uh, without relying on their offense too much. Can their defense win the games for them? That might be possible too. I know you're a little bit less high on their defense the most though, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not the defense. Diggs. I think Diggs, yeah, he got, what, 11 interceptions, but he, I don't I, I, towards the end of the year, he was, like, number one in yards allowed. I don't know if that stayed and, like, for the whole year, but I, I think their defense is good as, as a unit. Only thing is, I don't know if I trust the 49ers, D. Like, they have Bosa, he's good, like, I'm sure they have a few other guys that are, like, Good. I don't even know like many people on their defense, to be honest with you. But I, I think Dak's just going to roll as much as I hate to say it as a Giants fan. I, I feel like Dak's just been playing on like another level this whole season, and I, I don't see it stopping against like a fringe playoff team in the 49ers. Yeah, to me, I see this one of two ways. I think uh, the Dallas gets ahead early, and – 49ers are forced to abandon their run game plan and then get picked apart by the Dallas defense and slowly collapse. Or the Niners get ahead early and are able to enforce their run game plan and just control the clock, kill the clock, and run, run, run the ball and slow Dallas down, not allow them to have the ball that much. And kind of like a Titans or even Ravens-esque game plan where if the other team has the ball, doesn't have the ball, they can't score. I think that's their avenue to winning the game. Um I just don't know which one I think is going to play out. I think it's the hardest to predict in my head because, like I said, Dallas just hasn't proven to me in, like, a come-from-behind way this year. Like, they can win a close game. They just blow teams out. And, like, yeah, they could do that here. But are the Niners going to go down without a fight? I don't think so. And is Debo going to just light up Trayvon Diggs? If he allows the most yards in the league, I don't think Debo is going to be the guy that he should be covering. And oh, no. Debo will probably light him up, but if Diggs gets a pick or two, that yeah. swings everything. Jimmy so G's throwing the ball, so you never know. Exactly. So I think this is the hardest game for me to pick. Um, I think I really want to pick San Francisco. I really do. I like a lot of the things they can do, but I just I think Dallas is just a better all-around football team and is less reliant on one method of victory that the Niners are. Yeah, I think the only way that the Niners can win this game is if they somehow, some way, have a game like the 2019 NFC Championship where they just run, run. the shit yeah. out of the ball. But I don't see that happening. I, I see Dallas coming away with this win. I think uh, Parsons is going to play a huge role. They might tell him, like, look, we need you to help in the run as much as possible. Um Less in coverage, less in whatever. We just need you to focus on Mitchell and make sure he doesn't murder us. And then just just contain him. Like Jimmy G is not the type of passer that even with a clean pocket will dice you up. Like you know, just make sure the run doesn't kill you. And you know, Jimmy G is bound to make a mistake here or there. Like he's not terrible. He's not going to fuck up like a lot of plays. But I don't think you need to get to him to make him have a bad game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. So I think I am going to lean Dallas here. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas. I think, like I said, just more avenues to find a way to win. I think 
the Niners are aligned on that one game script and one game script only. And I think Dallas wins by a touchdown in the end. Yeah. I say Dallas by a little bit less than that, like four or five. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with that. But at the same time, depending on how it plays out, I could not even ruling out like a 20 point swing. Right. I, I bet the spread on Dallas, I think, whatever that is. Minus three, I think they were. Oh, yeah. I'd pound that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving on to Sunday night, uh, we got probably the worst game, play, maybe one of the worst playoff games of all time. It'll be satisfying to watch. Yeah. Chiefs, Steelers. Um, I honestly don't want to talk about this game that much because I just, just talking about the Steelers and the fact that they're here bothers me. There's not much to say. Yeah. It, I wish, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Big Ben even came out and said, which I thought was hilarious. He uh, literally. He literally came out and was like, yeah, we don't stand a chance. Like, we don't deserve to be here. We're not good. Every other team is better than us. We'll just go have some fun. And, like, I kind of appreciate that. Like, no team ever does that. Everyone's like, well, what are they going to say? Like, we think we're going to lose? Well, they actually did say that this time. <laughs> like, they legitimately came out and said that. I think that's how we know for sure that he's retiring. Right. And what's interesting to me, though, is, like, what if they just, like – Go out with this "don't give a shit" mentality. Like we're not, we don't just, we don't even, we shouldn't be here playing loose, just having fun. And like, could they make it interesting? I think that's more of the topic than can they win. I, like, I can see them running like a bunch of like weird like plays that you haven't seen out of their playbook. Philly special with Big Ben, please. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so funny. Oh my god, that would be sick. <laughs> just having him like catch a touchdown pass. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't think there's lots to talk about. I mean, on the Chiefs' side, if they come out slow and Big Ben's playing loose, throwing to Deontay, Pat Fryer moves getting open, Nodge is running the ball, and Tyreek's slow like he has been the past few weeks, they stop Kelsey. Maybe they lose by, like, seven. Maybe. <laughs> but I hope not. Um, I don't know. I like the reverse psychology Ben's using, though, putting all the pressure on the Chiefs, taking all the pressure off of his own team. Well, what do you mean? We lost. We told you we were going to lose. We didn't have a chance. Well, what did you expect? Meanwhile, the Chiefs are like, hey, Chiefs, you lost to a team that gave up. How does that feel? I mean, think about all the pressure that they have on them a little bit now. I mean, yeah. It's like, it's like the definition of a trap game. Yeah, I mean, they still should win. But I think it's a little going to be a little more interesting than a lot of people think. And I'm the anti-Steelers guy. I think they suck. Uh, I think it's just smart that they're embracing they suck, to put it mildly. I think that's a great idea, a great game plan from them. I don't know how much Mike Tomlin likes that. He probably isn't too happy, but uh, what are you going to do? Maybe that maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe Mike was like, hey, Ben, go say this. See what happens. Uh, but, yeah, that's my, kind of my thought process. I think – I just don't see how they stop Kelsey. That's, I think, the game record for KC. I just – I don't know who on Pittsburgh is going to stop him. I think he has over 100 yards, touchdown or two. Uh, I don't think Clyde's playing, but Daryl Williams is, like, kind of good. So yeah. – I don't know. I just don't see the avenue. I'm going Chiefs, but by uh, I'll go Chiefs by ten. Yeah, I, I see this game like, like you said, like you know, I don't, I don't see how they're gonna stop Kelsey. If they do stop Kelsey, it's gonna be one of those things where they use all of their defensive assets on him, and then a player like Robinson's gonna go off. Or Pringle. Or Pringle. Like, I don't know. They have so many weapons on the offense, and even the weapons that aren't elite are still just prone to just having great games. 
I, I don't see this game being close. I think it's going to be like 18. I, at the beginning of the week, thought there was no chance the Steelers will lose by less than 24. Is it because of what Ben said? Seriously, yeah. Answer. Like, I literally, legitimately didn't. Like, I'm, like, worried. Like, because <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. And, like, I'm upset that he did it because, it's like, I think that's the best way to handle it. And you relate to Big Ben. And I just – no team – no sports team ever does it. It's, like, sometimes if you just embrace the loss. I'm, like, obviously, like, inside, like, in closed doors, you don't have to – like, believe that. Like, you could still believe in your own team, but, like, to the public, to the media, yeah, we have no chance. <laughs> like, I think it scares the other team a little bit and, like, it puts a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, I can see that. But hopefully they do not win. Please, God, for the love of God, do not win. I cannot have more Big Ben. I'm tired of it. We've had three last Big Ben games already. <laughs> we had his last home game, and then like, oh, here it is again, last game, and now he's just in the playoffs. So can we stop enough? Yeah, just go home, dude. <laughs> um, okay, uh, last game. We got the Rams taking on the Cardinals on Monday night. This is exciting. This is lots of fun. Uh, two interesting teams. Uh, the Cardinals were the best team in football through the first half and have stumbled their way into the playoffs, um, losing a lot of their last games. DeAndre Hopkins, no there. Uh, not good. Uh, but and then on the Rams side, I mean, they don't have Robert Woods. Uh, but Cooper Cup is like having three wide receivers in one player, so he's always open. So that's going to be just tough for the Cardinals to deal with. And they had Tyler Higby. Higby, always open. Uh, Cam Akers back. That's real interesting because he's amazing. That's and, like, awesome. By if the way. he's like anywhere near remotely like 90%, that's a huge X factor. And they're not just relying on Sony Michelle, who's not bad, but definitely not as good as, and talented as Cam Akers. Whatever happened to. Henderson. Uh, he got hurt. He's on IR. Likely. I don't think like bad, bad, but, like, but just like, yeah, like, I don't back. think he's playing playoffs or anything. Uh, he's pretty good. So that's a big loss. Um, they signed uh, Eric Weddle out of retirement, which I thought was awesome. I love Eric Weddle. I was surprised by that move, to be it honest. It's so cool. But I, didn't they just lose their safety? I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name too, but they he, did. He's number four. Yeah. That's all I and know. Eric Weddle, man, I love that guy. Every time he wins, he treats himself to, like, two pounds of ice cream. That's he's, awesome. He's so cool. Love the beard. Uh, I really wanted to win a Super Bowl, so just more reason for myself to be rooting for the Rams this year. Isn't he, like, 37? <laughs> what did you say? Isn't he, like, 37 now? Uh, he's. I mean, he's been retired for, like, two and a half years, and yes, like, I think so. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he has left, if anything. Um, but the star power in the Rams defense, I think, is a story. And, like, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, all these guys. And can they dominate the football game? Can they be game wreckers on the defensive side? Because not that many teams have that type of talent on defense that they can rely on to make a play. Von Miller can get a sack at any moment. Aaron Donald can do anything at any moment. Jalen Ramsey can get a pick at any moment. So can those guys step up and can Matt Stafford not be dumb? Uh, if Matt Stafford is just throwing his picks that he's been throwing the past few games, then that's not good. I think that's the only thing that concerns me about the Rams is Stafford. Can he be consistent? I mean, can he's had some games this year where he looks like Aaron Rodgers, but he's had some games where he looks like Jake Fromm. I mean, he'll, almost cost me my fantasy championship. I mean, he'll throw a, like three picks in a game a few times this year, and it's and it's to the point we said earlier. It's like bad picks, like bad timing, bad. Uh, situations like costing his team games 
it's not just like end of half like picks in the end zone because you're chucking the ball. He's made some really boneheaded plays, and the Chicklin Hyde uh, Rams have been the story throughout the whole year. And they were my preseason pick to win the NFC, so I'm probably biasly going to be picking them a lot in this podcast, just because I have to. And st- I'm not going to uh, fade my own pick, but um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, they obviously have the coach advantage. I think McVay is a way better coach than Cliff Kingsbury and more talent at wide receiver, more talent on defense. Uh, I think the X factor for the Cardinals is the running backs. I mean, they're both insane receivers, I feel like. James Conner and Chase Edmonds have been using the receiving game a lot. And I feel like when one is out, the other does amazing. And it's like, can they find a way to incorporate both? Because they're probably their two best playmakers. I think Christian Kirk isn't that good. So it's like, can they find ways to incorporate both these running backs and make an impact on the football game to stay relevant? I see this this game being a, a dub for the Rams. However, my dark horse for the Rams, I don't, I'm not, I don't think you mentioned him, Odell. Oh, yeah. I think he's going to look to have, like, a redemption for his first, like, from his first playoff appearance with the Giants where he dropped, like, two touchdowns. And he's been running some crisp routes lately. <laughs> like, the, the highlights of him, like, he caught, like, I think it was, like, four or five touchdowns in, like, seven games with the Rams. And he caught, like, seven touchdowns in 23 with the Browns. So, the, the offense just worked for him. I, I think – He's going to have a big game because I feel like they're going to use all their focus on Cup. And you kind of touched, like, everything that I was going to say. Yeah. Or, like, their offense, like, you know, is good as long as Stafford's fine. And without going too into it, I don't know. The Cardinals kind of really unimpressed me the second half of the year, and I I don't see them. Like, they, they could have won the division. They lost to a team who didn't make the playoffs in the Seahawks week 18. Like, I don't know. I just don't think they're, they have the momentum behind them. Even though the Rams, like, they haven't looked as great as they did when they first started lately, but they, they're still winning games. Yeah. And I think Kyler, too, like, Kyler's an X factor just in his talent alone. Because, I mean, if he is in control, if he can play his game, he can win at any point, like alone, just running for 100 yards and two touchdowns and passing for 200 yards and two touchdowns and can dominate a football game himself. But I think what people haven't made a big deal out of this year, which is weird, is just the DeAndre Hopkins injury. And I think Hop is the most talented wide receiver in football. Oh, for sure. Um, I think it's been on display multiple times. The Hale Murray, just being good with all those shitty Texans quarterbacks and now Kyler Murray and... I don't know. I think if you put him in DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, in Devontae Adams' spot or in Cooper Cup's spot in those types of offenses, I think he's by far the best numbers in football. I just, I think his talent alone uh, is better than everybody, except maybe Cooper Cup because he's absurd and the routes he runs, he's always open. But uh, I, think, I think Cup's got the, the route running down over Hopkins. I think Hopkins got the hands. Yeah, I agree. Hopkins doesn't drop the ball. And I think that's what Kyler is going to be missing. I mean, he's going to be. If I'm the Cardinals, like I said earlier, I'm finding a way to have Connor and Edmonds on the field at the same time almost as much as possible, just adding the playmakers. That Wesley guy, he's not bad. A.J. Green's washed. Kirk's okay. Ertz is 
fine, but these aren't going to win them playoff games. I almost want, I don't know what the formation is called, but with the quarterback under center or in the shotgun and the two running backs on his left and right, I want Edmonds and Connor there, like every play. I don't know what that formation is called. You might know. I have no idea. Okay, but I want that. <laughs> I think they should do that. And I don't think they're going to do that, so I'm going to pick the right. I think it's called dual setback. Dual setback. They should do dual setback. <laughs> they uh, th- that would be very smart because then like they get hand off to either, and then if they both run after passes, like that's that's pretty lethal, I think. Yeah, I don't think uh, they would be prepared for that, and I don't know how you'd stop that, especially with the threat of the run uh, from all three of them, including yeah, Tyler. Uh, I think that's the best way to play it. Um, I-, I predict Tyler having. At least 80 rushing yards. Yeah. I also just predict him not doing well. I think he's he's going to be running for his life. I think Aaron Donald might murder him with Von Miller coming around the edge. Like, oh, I yeah. think it's going to be scary. Um, I'm picking the Rams in this game. Uh, I'm going by, like, uh, five. I think it's close. Uh, Rams by five. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I say, I say Rams by, like, three or four. Yeah. I think Sean McVay alone is just so much better of a coach than Cliff. That like that should make up for any of these like quarterback uh, inefficiencies or mistakes on the Cardinals wide receivers or whatever. I just Sean McVay should find a way to win this if he is as good of a coach as we think he is. Um, okay. I, I think I think he'll pull that out. Uh, so that does it for uh, this coming weekend's games. Uh, so now we're going to kind of go through the rest of the bracket and kind of just see who we think uh, is going to win uh, win the whole thing, I guess. So uh, my next two playoff matchups, the way I picked it, is going to be Tennessee and Las Vegas versus – or Tennessee versus Las Vegas and then Kansas City versus Buffalo. Uh, I think Kansas City beats Buffalo again. And I think Tennessee, with the return of Derrick Henry, runs the ball all over Vegas and just destroys them. That's kind of the way I'm envisioning those playing out. And then in the AFC Championship, we will have the Tennessee Titans and Kansas City Chiefs for my picks. Uh, JP, your uh, next two matchups, they're going to be uh, the same thing. Oh, no, so it's going to be Tennessee, Cincinnati. Who do you got in that game? Uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati, I got Tennessee all day. Same reason, just run the ball all over them? Yeah, Derrick run Henry. the ball over them. I mean, Tennessee's defense isn't – like, you know, eye-opening, I think, you know, Burrow and Chase are probably going to have a great game there. But, you know, Tannehill's been playing good lately, and they'll have Henry back. They'll be healthy. A.J. Brown's back. Oh, A.J. Brown's Leo Jones back. healthy. The defense is healthy. Yeah, I think they're just going to click. I think they're going to take that. Yeah, I think the buy is going to be huge for them. I think they beat whoever they play, honestly. Yeah, um, So sure. we roll for agreement there. Um, and then I have the Chiefs beating the Bills. Like I said, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I think if there's good weather, uh, definitely favors Josh Allen being able to pass the ball a lot in that offense. But I just – I don't know. I just have trouble picking against Kansas City. I don't know if you have the guts to do the Bills. I do not. <laughs> All right. So we both have the same uh, AFC championship. It'll be Chiefs-Titans. Um, on the other side, uh, the matchups I have, um, it's going to be Tampa – Number two, Tampa versus number four, Rams. Um, and then I have Green Bay taking on – wait, no, I lied. Sorry. It'll be Green Bay taking on number four, Rams, uh, and then Tampa taking on number three, Dallas. Uh, I'm going Dallas over Tampa. I think 
all the reasons I said Tampa might lose to the Eagles, I think is the reasons Dallas is able to beat Tampa and Tom. They just don't have enough weapons. Uh, and don't know if you'll agree with that. What do you think there? Um, I would take Tampa over Dallas, in my opinion, because Dallas has the illusion of an elite pass defense. I think Brady's going to pick them apart. Um, they have a great defensive seven in the Cowboys. Um, so playoff Lenny might be suppressed, but I, I think Tom Brady's just going to spread it all over the field on him. And I, I think Dak's going to make it a close game, though. I think he's going to throw for, like, 400 yards and like three touchdowns. But I, I don't know. I just see Tom Brady, like, in the playoffs against Dak. I, I see him taking the dub. I feel that. Um, and then we both have Green Bay, L.A. Uh, what do you have in that game? Uh, I think Rodgers is going to go off. Um, at least like three touchdowns. He might not have a lot of yards. Um, I think, um, you know, the Rams, it's going to be cold, very cold. They're not used to that. They're in a dome in LA. Um, it's going to be kind of close because I, I think Stafford's going to throw some like, late touchdowns, but I, I still see Green Bay taking it because what they do every year, they just make the NFC championship. That's what yeah. they do. And then what happens from there? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I, Sally, also am going to have Green Bay. I going against my Rams. Uh, I really will be rooting for them just because they're my pick from a point in the season. Uh, but I just I cannot see Rodgers losing that game. I just feel like this narrative, this whole season, is just Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I don't even think Sean McVay is going to be enough to find a way to win that game. Uh, okay, so we both have the same uh, AFC and NFC Championship. Uh, NFC Championship, who you got? I think Rodgers is going to break the habit. It's Rodgers' year? Yeah, I think Rodgers is going to Oh, yeah, actually, we it. don't have the same NFC Championship, though, do we? I have Dallas, so I forgot. But continue either way. Yeah, I, I think Dallas uh, <laughs> got it fucked up. I it's think... late. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, what time is it right now? 2.50 a.m.? Yeah, I, I think Green Bay is going to break the curse. I think Rodgers has been playing lights out this year. Like, he, he was the MVP last year, but, like, the play calling at the end of the game, not his fault. But who, who kicks a field goal in that situation? Not me if I'm playing Madden. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's going to be, like, another, you know, great classic, you know, matchup between Rodgers and Brady. But I think, I think Rodgers breaks the curse here and they take it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, for all the same reasons, I – have Dallas I mean uh have Green Bay beating Dallas too I mean I just I think it's been destined for this to be his year I just think they're the best team in the NFC and it's been pretty clear I think all year that they this was the case I think it'll be just like a swan song Aaron's like all right I won you and I'm out of here see what happens like it'll be fun that'll be an awesome storyline going into the next year or two uh if he makes the Super Bowl um AFC uh, I might be different here, but I'm actually picking the Titans to beat the Chiefs. Really? Yes, I think uh, – I also – my Chiefs were the bet uh, – I bet Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. That was my bet. That was my picks to, uh, at the beginning of the year. And that will be who I want throughout the whole time uh, because I like being right. But uh, to uh, – whatever. Uh, to contradict myself, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, I just don't see how the Chiefs can stop Derek Henry. I literally don't see it at all. That's going to be my only case. But how do you see the, the Titans stopping the Chiefs off? 
the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' offense isn't the Chiefs' offense. Like it, it's still really good. It is, but it also isn't. That's a thing. It's still like, really good, but maybe, I think everyone has the illusion from like the first like five or six weeks of the season, maybe seven weeks of the season, that their offense is like still ass. But like they, but like it wasn't good against the Bengals either. They put up points, but like it wasn't the same. Like it's it wasn't as explosive. Kelsey barely did anything. Tyreek barely did anything. It wasn't nearly as explosive as like to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But I I think like it's still top five in football. Yeah, top three in football. I but it's uh, not. Maybe, maybe it's not. Three, it's not um, unstoppable. It's not the same like. It's not the same aura that the Chiefs' offense usually has around it, where it's like they're down twenty-five in this game, and they're probably going to come back because it's only like what was the Texans? Remember when they were down like twenty-one? There was twenty-four nothing. Twenty-four nothing to the Texans, and it was just like, yeah, they'll they'll come back. They'll win this. They put up fifty-one. Yeah, there was no doubt. Like everyone was sure that they were going to come back, and like they clearly did. And it's like I just don't see that in them this year. I hope I'm wrong. I'll be rooting for them. I love Mahomes, uh, but I'm picking Tennessee. I think. I think Tennessee is getting slept on. I don't think they've been healthy in full strength all year until now. And that's just underrated, like just being healthy. Like they're healthy at the right time. Henry's back. They're two wider. They haven't had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I feel like, all year. Uh, they Their defense isn't bad. I don't think it's great. And I don't think it'll be able to slow down the Chiefs necessarily. But if they just game plan, control the ball. I just think they can control the ball. Derek Henry might run for – 400 yards and like what are they going to do I, I guess that's true i keep thinking in my head to the matchup they had in the AFC championship two years ago where they kind of they didn't shut down derrick henry but they like shut him down right and you know Tannehill didn't do anything big difference but though like, is the chief, that the, was two years ago yeah the team, the Chiefs the team is much different now uh-huh. like they're they won 12 games this year still but they're not nearly as like you know Dominant as they were, yeah. I think I still, I still take them to win though, the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm glad you do because I wanted to be different. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, Chiefs Rams is my heart pick, head pick. I'm going Packers Titans. That's my final verdict. And who is your Super Bowl champion? Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay is also mine. I think they beat. Uh, Tennessee in the end. You think they beat Casey? Uh, I just think as unstoppable as Henry is, I think Rodgers is the best player in the league right now. And uh, he's been so overdue to get a second ring. And I think well, I'll get into what I think is a possibility uh, when we get to our breakout player section. Uh, but I just really don't think Rodgers is going to let this happen. I think he wants to win it, wants to just go be himself, do his dumb offseason things and have a great time, go to a different city, whatever he wants to do. I feel like the more Rodgers doesn't care, like, the better he's been playing. Exactly. It's funny. It like, really is. Like, last season, 2020, he just, like, every week he's, like, on the Pat McAfee show, just, like, shooting the shit with the guys. Like, he's, like, he talks about literally everything. Like, and he's just, like, so calm and collected. Like, he just, like, doesn't give a shit anymore. And he threw 48 touchdowns. Yeah. And same thing this year. Like, the whole COVID thing happened. He didn't, like, come out and was like, oh, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't try to, like, save face with a bunch of bullshit. He's like, yeah, I didn't, didn't lie to anyone. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you guys, what's the issue here? I don't like, get it. He's like, everyone knew my status. And then he, like, came back from it and just still kept going off where 
the, the media was trying to peg him as like a villain right and he's like the woke mobs after me oh no like <laughs> i don't know i just find like the way that he like holds himself on and off of the field it's so nonchalant to the point where he knows that he's so good that he doesn't have to take it so seriously and he can still perform at such a high level right and i, I think it's I, admire I, I think he'll probably yeah. take these games a little bit more seriously and I don't and, think their defense is bad, man. I like no, their defense. Dude, their defense is nice. And then they're getting healthy at the right time. I know they got Jair Alexander back. Zadarius Smith, I'm pretty sure, just came back. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and I just – I buy into all things of them. Um, Chiefs-Packers would be way more fun than Titans-Packers. Um, I would way rather see that. But I would like both matchups just because I, I like all those teams. But, I, yeah, I think Chiefs-Packers is going to be like an instant classic. Yeah, I would die for that Super Bowl. That'd be so much fun. The two weeks leading up to that would be fantastic. It's like oh, yeah. Mahomes, another chance, or Rodgers finally gets his second and whatnot. And I think he deserves a second ring. I think so, too. He's He's been let down by his by his defense so yeah. many times. Like I still don't trust Crosby. I really don't. No, I'm not. not I feel like he could just melt down and cost him a game, though. I don't like that aspect of it. But other than that, it's I like all... everything else about them. I'd, I'd be safe. I'd feel safe if they just like went for it. I think I like Lafleur too. I don't know. Dude, he's a good coach. Yeah. Dude, he's in his first three seasons, he went thirteen and three, thirteen and three, thirteen and three. Yeah, and people don't. Care. And then his, they went thirteen and four because the, the last. Right. Game. I don't get why people hate on him. But Dude, that, that's thirty nine and ten. Yeah, I would take it. Like that's insane. I mean, I think it's a lot to do with Rodgers, but still, I mean, come on. That's a, that's like an eighty winning, eighty percent win. All right, so there you have it. Uh, we both uh, have the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl. I don't think that's necessarily an unpopular opinion. I think that's probably uh, the most popular. Oh, I hope my Rodgers jersey gets here in time. Oh, that, yes, that that's true. <laughs> uh, uh, my Justin Herbert jersey that I also ordered in that same <laughs> order uh, will you, have, to be, you have to be saved until next year. That's my fault, Turbo. Um, I, I waited until the person I got a jersey for was already in. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so there you have it. Um, we'll move on to the rest of our podcast now. This, this will be short and sweet. Uh, we're just going to talk about a few like players we think are going to explode, have a big postseason, maybe breakout performances or any duds, which we've probably already talked about some of these guys throughout the pod, I'm sure. Uh, but just any ideas or any guys uh, we think you guys should watch out for. Uh, first one I'm going to mention for myself, uh, I already mentioned on this pod, uh, it's going to be Hunter Renfro. I think he makes a like official name for himself as a top receiver in the league in the game against the Bengals. And I think he makes it scary uh, against the Titans. I think he's unstoppable. I think he's going to be clutch just like he has been all his life. Like I said, I think people are going to be finally respecting him after this game. I like that. I think my, I have two players off the top of my head that I think are going to explode. Player number one, I, I, mentioned earlier Odell yes because I, I have his first playoff game is ingrained in my memory so hard he, he got four catches for 28 yards it's only seven yards a catch and he dropped the ball like three times because he had seven targets I think um I see him coming out of here because he's been playing elite with a great quarterback I, I see him if they make it far I think he's going to be a big reason why well so are you done no okay well just one more quick player no, 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 no. Oh, you're done with Odell? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I actually am very glad you brought him back up again because I wanted to make a point at uh, this point uh, when you brought him up before. There's like a – I envision this in my head of it just happening 
where he has a huge playoff game or a monster like AFC, uh, NFC Championship or something, and then he goes back on the boat and does another oh, picture. No. Like I envision it. Like after he wins, though. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like a uh, like fuck all y'all like type thing. Like I'm on the boat again. Right. Like after a Super Bowl or something. I just I see him doing. I would. I, see, I, would love I that see him just posting the... another boat. Thing. I just, just for the experience of like the fallout of that, I would love. It's in my head. Like, I don't. I don't I, if I was him, I'd find a way to post another boat pick after like a good game. I don't know. Because everyone, dude, it, it'd be so. It'd be viral. Be Giants. They, exactly. The Giants have never had a, a winning. Uh, they've never been above five hundred since the boat pick yeah. at any point. I swear that boat pick is going to come back into all of our lives at some point. I hope it's like a remake of it, like. That's what I'm saying. Fucking like, bring Sterling Shepard, Victor <laughs> Cruz, all those guys. It'll be so funny. And uh, just my other player, I think, is going to have a big postseason. He's probably had a big postseason before. I don't know his stats, but I think this year he's going to have a postseason very similar to 2008 Larry Fitz. Scotty Miller? <laughs> <laughs> no. Devontae. Yeah. I, I could see him being the driving force as to why the Packers like Super Bowl win. MVP type shit or yeah like like ten catches for like hundred eighty yards. I mean type. he's on softball too. The, the, that guy he I said Odell runs crisp routes. Adams runs like routes as sharp as diamonds, dude. He's so fucking good. Yeah, I could see him. I mean, I don't know who can stop him. Like in the entire league, you have to double team. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens literally that did that. The Ravens triple teamed him, and like he still scored like two touchdowns against us. Yeah, like they scheme him so well on the goal line and from like their own twenty. Like yeah. they, they have plays written up for him where he's just he's just open, and even if it's not like uh, written up for him, he just gets open just because yeah. he's so fucking good. In that in that same mold, I do kind of want to bring up. Uh, this wasn't one of my breakouts or anything, but I want to talk about it again. Uh, Derek Henry and just I think like it's his time I think this is when they that's why I just see them making the Super Bowl I feel like his I mean yeah he's hurt but like he also just had seven weeks off and that's true or whatever it was and if he maybe they've been holding back you never know maybe he's been healthy for a few weeks and now is when he's going to be unleashed and he has the bye another week to heal and he was ready to play last week I'm pretty sure so yeah, I think they just held him out. Like I could see him AFC. I could see a Super Bowl MVP Derrick Henry in the vein. I could, I would be, actually love that. That'd be so cool. I'm, I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. I I just see like a pure like dominance factor from him. That obviously he's done in the playoffs before, but That's like those two games in 2019. Yeah. Um, the only other guys I uh guy I wanted to bring up um were two running backs that one. I don't think is going to make very far, so I didn't really uh, want to mention him, but it was Eli Mitchell again. And if the Niners make a run, it's going to be because of him and just his domination in the run game. Is he a rookie? Yeah. And it's just, I think if he could do like a Raheem Mostert type like game or two, everyone's going to be like, wow, this is legit. Like this guy is for real. And then the Niners will be on to a different running back next year. But I think Eli could have a big postseason if they can find a way to beat Dallas. And I just like A.J. Dillon. <laughs> I think he's better than Aaron Jones, and they just don't use him. But that's just my other guy I want. He's, so. like, quick and shifty. He and is so fucking massive, and he's so Dude. fast. He's what Saquon should be. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's what Saquon would be if he never got hurt. 
Yeah, that's a that's a better way to put it. Um, he's just like literally died, or Saquon has died him, which is sad that that's what it's uh, all come down to. But it's kind of true. Saquon's um, like if you take a Coke and you pour it in a Pepsi bottle. Yeah. All right. Is that, do you have any players on the top of your head that you think is going to suck and completely ruin their team's chances this year? Hurts. Do you think Hurts a Hurts meltdown? I yeah. Going into next season, it's like okay, like, is this guy the answer? Playing against the the reigning Super Bowl champs with Tom Brady on their other side, I think he's going to have a lot of nerves, and I think he's going to make a few mistakes that are going to ultimately cost them the game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And then it's like the narrative is like, okay, we were we were unsure, but like this guy probably isn't our franchise quarterback. He, I feel like he's going to have like a turnover deep in their own zone, and Brady is going to immediately throw a touchdown to Gronk, and it's just going to destroy him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Uh, mine. Mine's Mac Jones. I I think he could get destroyed in a certain extent. And it's like, if they, if this is what he is, if he does horrible, it's like, what is this guy? Like, is this just what we're going to be watching for the next 10 years? Or can he get better? I'm not sure. Um, but for this postseason specifically, I think maybe he throws for 150 yards max. I just don't. They didn't let him do it all year. I don't think he could just go into Buffalo and do it and, and in a postseason game. And if he can, like I said, if that narrative built just holding him back and whatever is true, then, like, kudos to them and kudos to Mac. He's really good. But The Joe Napoli narrative. Yeah, like, good on them for that. But I just don't see it. I just think the Bills' defense is good, and I think they destroy him. Maybe Damian Harris runs for two touchdowns and they still win. But I think people are going to be like, okay, what is this? Like, by the end of this, like, I really wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then the other one I want to mention, it's not actually a player, it's a coach, and it's Cliff Kingsbury. And I think people might be like, what is going on with this dude at this point? It's like, if he gets completely outmatched by McVay, I just don't, I think he might finally start getting questioned. And it's like, is this guy like actually a good coach or is Kyler good? Like, what's this, this is here? year two of him, right? Uh, year three, I thought. Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, you're right. Because he was with Kyler, no? It might even be year four. No, he's he's the same amount as Kyler because Kyler's his guy. This is year and three. Then it's year three. Yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure. Could be wrong. I, know, I think you're right. I think he became coach, and they had he had the number one pick, and was like Kyler. Rosen, <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm like yeah, that's definitely what happened actually. Um, but I think people might start to be like, okay, so what what is this? Like same thing. Like, is this guy actually a really good coach? If he may, I could see him making a boneheaded call or two. Um, but that's just my other thing. I feel like nowadays, like, people are so quick to turn on a player or a coach. Like, as a Giants fan, obviously, I, I relate a lot of things to Eli Manning on where he was at this point in his career. Like, Eli's first four seasons, it was, it was year four he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, year one, he wasn't the starter. He, he went six and nine as a starter. And then years two and three, he made the playoffs, but he had – awful games like he went one and done in both and he played like shit and like the way, i feel like the way that things are now like nowadays if that happened like people would be really quick to write off like oh he's a boss he sucks he's like the worst ever um but year four that changed everything for him like it, i don't know I, I feel like the the timetable for a player to succeed in the playoffs or even get to the playoffs is it's on a much like shorter rope. Yeah, I I mean I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean my quarterback 
got there his first three seasons and is still scrutinized for not being good enough. Exactly. Like, so he could come out next year and win the Super Bowl and you know cement his career yeah. as like I mean, a school. Champion. Tyler Huntley like almost beat the Packers and people are like, okay, make him our starter. Like it's a come on, dude. Like, yeah, like what are that, we doing? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then you see him play the next couple of games. It's like, oh, what was oh. I thinking? Maybe Lamar is actually good at football. Can I take that back? It's like people are just so overreactionary sometimes. Uh, I think the the way that the you know how easy it is to see highlights and like you know look at everything online. I think recency bias is very strong. Where it's like, oh, this person had a great game last week. Stick with them. Right. Like when you have someone who's already cemented themselves as like a very good player. Right. Which is I agree. It's like why are we doing that? All right, that'll do it for our little segment there on some big performers and, the, and bad performers in the postseason this year. Uh, we're going to close it out, rapid fire, kind of run through some award predictions because a lot of these are going to be relatively straightforward. Um, we'll start it with uh, defensive rookie of the year, JP. Is there any reason why Michael Parsons will not win this award? No. All right, I agree. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. On to offensive rookie of the year. Uh, the candidates are literally Jamar Chase or Mac Jones. Uh, it was an award that I think was swaying towards Mac Jones throughout most of the year, but then the last few weeks, Jamar stole it from him and then put the icing on the cake uh, with the game against the Chiefs. Uh, do you think Mac has a chance, or do you think it's Jamar's? The only reason I think Mac has sort of a chance is because he took a team last year that was like pretty mediocre, and now they're in the playoffs. They they spent a lot of money for the agency, and he's like still a rookie, so like it's. He's going to get brownie points for that. But Jamar has that locked up, I think. Like, he had such an immaculate season. He was an all-pro. Yeah, this is – I feel like this isn't an award where they value, like, wins and, losses. wins and losses or just the quarterbacks in general. I think this is, like, a pure stat award. And, like, Jamar's was record-breaking. And I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't give this award to him, especially after that Chiefs game. I think that Chiefs game is what did it. I think it definitely is just a stat award because I think Kyler won it, and he was, like – Five, eight, and one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they try to give it to a quarterback if, they, you know, like if it's warranted, but in this sense, I don't think it is. I feel like on a, this is on a different note. I feel like the MVP is a, a quarterback reward, but I feel like offensive rookie of the year is like kind of like anti quarterback, like not anti, but like it, it's not like the percentage is like 50 yeah. 50. I think it's more fair. I think it's what it should be. Yeah. I think they, it's they, the, they do that correctly. Yeah. They don't do the MVP. Correctly. Right. Which we'll get to, but like, it's just annoying. But uh, before we get to MVP, we'll start uh, and go over to defensive player of the year. Uh, I think TJ Watts, the massive favorite for this after sitting or tying <laughs> the sack record against the Ravens. They thought he broke it, but it was a tackle for loss. What a dork. <laughs> Um, the other real candidates are basically Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs for the Cowboys. Um, and I just, I don't see Parsons getting it as a rookie. They're giving him that award already. I don't see an avenue for anyone else besides TJ Watt to win this, uh, to you. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. Aaron Donald's always in the conversation, but I'm, I was going to say Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald should win it. I think he, it's one of those like LeBron things where he should win it every year. Yeah. But it gets, I think he already has, like, three or four of them. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to go kind of, like, flashy, like, new type player. Like, so I could definitely see it being – I think it's going to be TJ Watt if it's not Donald. It just better not be Trayvon Diggs. That's all I care it about. It better not be <laughs> Trayvon Diggs. I will be t- 
hype. Yeah. Um, offensive player of the year. Uh, this is one of the more interesting ones because it's according to the odds, it's literally a coin toss between Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. But I just don't see how after the Colts choked, you can give it to Jonathan Taylor over the record-breaking season from Cooper Cup. Do you? It has to be Cup. I think that if they get it, if they give it to Taylor over Cup, that is blasphemy. And it's just like, I don't know, I think Taylor has more of an argument for MVP just because of how valuable he was to the Colts and like how he was pretty much their whole offense than he does for Offensive Player of the Year because – I mean, his stats weren't, like, groundbreaking. Derrick Henry's done way better in the past. And, like, yeah, it was a great season, obviously. Don't get me wrong. Led the league in touchdowns and rushing yards. But, like, Cooper Cup's record-breaking season and led the league in every receiving category. And it's just, I find it hard to – He got the triple count. Yeah, and I don't see why the odds are so close, but whatever. I think it's a cup. Um, guaranteed, almost. Yeah. Second most catches ever. I think, like, second or third most yards ever, like, guy's insane. Yeah, go Cup. We love Cup here. Uh, Then going over to uh, comeback player of the year, this one's a two-horse race. It's between Dak and Joe Burrow. Uh, Dak was a lock for this award until uh, the Ravens and Chiefs games where Joe Burrow, like, threw for 1,000 yards in two days. Um, But for me, this is the opposite of – a stat award. I think this is a narrative award for the most part. And like, I think that stats, Dak stats were better, first of all, for the season, but just the narrative Dak had returning from the broken leg and his injury was just way worse. Joe Burrows was, you see it all the time, torn ACL, whatever. And I think the story, the comeback for Dak was a bigger narrative. I just, I think he gets it. I think the media is going to respect that story more than Joe Burrows story personally. I agree. So I could uh, reiterate what you were saying about how it's not a stat reward because last year Alex Smith won it. Right. I mean, his injury was like one of the worst ever. Like he almost lost a leg. But like he didn't play good ever. It was just he threw, he five, made it he threw five touchdowns and seven picks. Yeah, he, he went five and one as a starter, which is like very good, but he played like ass. Right. And he still won the award. Uh, so yeah, like, I think Dak has that narrative better than Joe does. Yeah, and I, I think he has the stats. I think Dak's got that. Like, I think – the reason it's become a two-horse race is just recency bias and the two big games Burrow had. But, like, when you're thinking of the comeback, you're not really thinking of, like, oh, wow, but Burrow had these two really big games. Like, no one cares. It's yeah, like, two, two big games, I don't think, should overshadow, like, a very solid season. From and, a very, and solid story in general. Yeah, yeah true. The narrative. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and Coach of the Year, uh, there's a few candidates for this one. Um so you got Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is actually the favorite for Cincinnati, which I think, again, could be some recency bias. I'm a little surprised about it. Um, then you got LaFleur leading the best team in football for the Packers. And the third spot is Brable, who I think is my pick uh, to win the award. I think I've been way, way more impressed with what he was able to do with Tennessee this year than I am with the other two coaches. I know the Bengals weren't supposed to be good uh, and they made the playoffs. Will he – but I think the Titans' story is more impressive, and the Packers are always good. So I don't know why LaFleur would get it. Yeah, LaFleur, I don't know who won it two years ago when it was his first year. Should have been him if it wasn't. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it goes to Brable, too, because he was able to get his team to be the one seed with all the injuries that they had to 
Yeah, no, no Henry, no AJ Brown a while, no Julio. Yeah, yeah. All the defense is banged up. Offensive line's banged up. Tannehill played horribly a lot. Not his fault, but just bad. But like, I don't know. To get the one seed to be better than the Chiefs to have a bye, I think Rabel is the coach of the year. Uh, I think that's probably our most controversial take so far on this pod. I don't know if a lot of people agree with that for some reason. I think Zach Taylor is just recent surprise. I can't see him getting it just because of these two games. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, like, he's, like, a good coach. Like, he's finally made the playoffs. But Rabel just did everything he needed to do this year, like, and more, like, with, like, the circumstances. Way more impressed. Uh, And then over to MVP, uh, I guess it's – I would say it's a four-horse race. Rodgers, heavy favorite. Brady kind of behind him, and then he got Cup and Taylor. Do you have a take on MVP? Um, so I, the way that the NFL is, it's going to be a quarterback. And a lot of people are saying between Brady and Rodgers, like, you know, they put the side-by-side st- stats and all that. Like, Arians even came out and was like, it's a travesty if he doesn't win it. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> you threw the ball over 700 times. Like, he's going to have the stats. Like, it's just – Stat padding to the max. Um, I think it's Rodgers um, because he threw, what, 37 touchdowns, only to four picks. Like, that's just insane. That's, like, over a 9-to-1 ratio. He's been doing it for years. Like, even in Rodgers' worst year, he threw 25 touchdowns and two picks. Like, are, are you kidding me? But that was a while ago we were talking about this year. And I think he went 13-3 and as a starter. And has – you know, the passer rating is like 111.9, I think it was. I think he's just the best player in football. But if – and I'm hoping this happens. If they don't give it to a QB, Cooper Cup all the way. Yeah, I mean, I'll make the argument for him. I mean, without him, the Rams are probably dog shit. Yeah. Uh, Stafford throws to him pretty much every play he can. He, let, like you said, won the triple crown, nearly historic season much more historic than Rodgers. Like, Rodgers was the best quarterback, but nowhere near historic. It's not even Rodgers, like, their best season. Exactly. Uh, Similar to how they're, like, using the anti-Curry MVP case. They're like, yeah, like, the the Warriors are awesome this year, but, like, Curry's having one of his worst seasons, so how do you give it to him? Um, It's the same reason for Rodgers. Uh, But, like, I don't know. Cup, I think, is more valuable to his team. Uh, Like I said, without him, they're dog shit. Um, But like you said, it's a QB award. I can't see them not giving it to Rodgers at this point. I I think Cup is the second choice, though. Like, I don't see how Brady has a chance because if you're giving it to a quarterback, you've got to give it to Rodgers. I don't see how you can justify giving it to Brady over Rodgers. The only way – if people are, like, stubborn about the COVID thing and they're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to give it to Rodgers, I feel like they almost have to give it to Cup because – They'd be like, oh, I think it's the wide receiver's time. Like, you can't justify Brady over Rodgers. I've seen a lot of um, people on Twitter. I, 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 like, read threads underneath those pictures with the side-by-side stats just to see what people are talking about. And a lot of people are like, Aaron Rodgers cost his team a game because of his selfishness. It's like, all right, well, in the game she did play, he was lights out. Didn't they and win the game he didn't play? No, they got crushed by the Chiefs. Well, they didn't. Yes, they did. Oh, they did, but they didn't get crushed. They lost oh, by like oh, they, they, they lost, but I don't know. You're right. I don't you're know. Right. Sorry. For some reason, I thought they won, but they they almost beat the Chiefs without him. To be fair, which is like still absurd. I feel like that hurts his case. 
But then it shows like they're still able to win games without. True, but they I think they only scored like six points. I think it was like six to ten. It was like final score. That's terrible. Or something like that. 13, 16, maybe. Or... I don't know what this up. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. While you do that, um, I'll just wrap it up over here. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all we got for you. We got our uh, Super Bowl predictions in. JP's got Packers. I got the Packers. I got them beating the Titans. He's got them beating the Chiefs. Uh, we gave you our breakouts. We gave you our letdowns. And we gave you our award predictions. JP, you got the final score for us 13 7 i knew it was something like that so i mean good on the packers defense um but yeah so that's it for uh playoff preview hope you guys enjoyed it um the football themes will be off for a while now i gave you guys kind of the breakdown of our content plan earlier in the episode but we will be back uh probably for a pot or two um in the layoff between the end of the championship series and the super bowl so Stay tuned for that. We'll get some quarterback rankings, finales, and a Super Bowl preview in there, and then close out the year with one final podcast. So stay tuned to at Hoopings Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for all we got going on. And until then, we'll catch you guys next time.